This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. I'm Billy Umbody. With me is Sonny Ship. We wanted to go ahead and break down what is probably going to be the biggest storyline of the summer, and that is LSU's official visit schedule. Yeah, there will be camps. LSU football will be working out and doing all those things. But, I mean, recruiting is back. The dead period ends June 1, and LSU isn't wasting much time with these official visitors, getting them set and on board uh, for those trips uh, to get to Baton Rouge, check out campus, and and see where things go from there. And I bring in Sonny Ship because we're going to run down that list of official visitors for this summer and kind of preview it in an early sense for you guys. We'll we'll bring you up to speed during the summer and uh, certainly, you know, keep you up to date on the on the visitors and who's next and what's the latest buzz going into the visit. But from a broad sense, Sonny, and I want to lead off with a five star prospect who's one of two official visitors right now for the June 4th weekend, the first weekend of official visitors. And that's Shamar Stewart, and somebody who uh, certainly is is a huge LSU target. Is currently crystal balled to the Tigers. They had a big early lead, um, but now with with plenty of other programs turning their attention to that 2022 class, you've got Georgia, you've got Clemson, you've got all these national names uh, starting to turn their attention to the five star prospect. But it does say a lot about new defensive line coach Andre Carter and linebackers coach Blake Baker, who recruited him while at Miami. That Official visit number one is LSU. Yeah, I know you're. A, I know you're a little bit. Uh, you're a little bit more skeptical that LSU is going to land Stewart than uh, than Shea and myself. But I, I think that when you get when Andre Carter and order Ed Orgeron when they get the six five two hundred sixty pounder on campus for and for his official visit. I have a feeling that those guys are just going to blow it out. It's just going to, or just going to blow it out of the water. You add in Blake Baker, who's got a, who has a, a prior relationship with the, um, the South Florida product from Blake Baker's time at Miami and add in that this is going to be his first, uh, Stewart's first official visit. He hasn't been able to take nearly as many trips to colleges as he has been, as he had been, would have been able to prior to COVID. And with LSU rolling out the red carpet like that, I think that they are going to. I feel that they have a that they have a slight lead right now just because of the rapport and the relationship that they have with Stewart. But I think that they are going to extend that lead with that official visit. Now, that's not saying that these other schools, once they get him on campus, aren't going to close that gap. But I think if you're LSU, Andre Carter, Ed Orgeron, Blake Baker, you have to love the fact that you're going to get him on campus so early when there is going to be such a strong buzz because of a dead period that has been going on for now, what, 16 months? Yeah, 16 months, and like you said, first official visit, 
lot to like about that if you're an LSU fan following Shamar Stewart's recruitment. For me, it goes back to this. One, this is going to be a marathon. I don't see him as somebody who's going to take it, uh, take a few official visits in the summer and shut it down before his senior year. He sounds like one of those guys that's going to stretch it out all the way to an to a early signing period or national signing day type of guy. And I and I just worry that, and, and we've kind of talked about that in the past, is did LSU peak too early here? Did they, you know, th- you know, throw not throw the kitchen sink at him, but you know, just you know, really, really get on him so early and have him, you know, name LSU as his leader and things like that? Will they be able to fend off the Clemsons, the Georgia? You know, obviously, local Miami is going to at least try to factor in there, and you will see the who's who of of college football also pop up on the list too. You know, with with Alabama, and I'm sure you know there are others that are going to get into the race, and. You know, one thing that Ed Ogeron really hasn't done a good job of, and maybe Andre Carter can change this, is landing these five-star out-of-state defensive linemen. You know, the only one that really stands out to me is Caleb Von Chasson. And there's been exceptions to the to the rule, maybe. But um, really, when you're talking about top 10 prospects and, and the elite, elite-level guys, LSU hasn't done a good enough job with those guys to get them across the finish line. And, you know, so I, I think that is something that, you know, maybe Andre Carter changes and that's a good reason to look at this recruitment and say, okay, maybe it's not like the last, you know, however many, you know, five-star out-of-state defensive linemen that uh, they've gone after that they haven't landed, but, you know, we'll just have to see. Um, And you like them getting the first official visit. And like I said, with Andre Carter here and Blake Baker playing that card, you know, of, of having recruited him in the prior relationship, maybe that helps. Maybe that helps enough for LSU to land him. But I mean, I'm a little skeptical from what I'm hearing just nationally about, you know, the other schools are going to turn up the heat, too, and they're going to be able to play their cards. Um, But LSU does get the first one, and he's one of two official visitors on campus that weekend. It'll be a fun one to track. Kelvin Banks, though, the five-star offensive tackle out of Texas, is the other prospect on campus. uh, And he's one that as soon as LSU offered, they were in the mix, and he was an early uh, Oklahoma State commit, and then – LSU offered and a bunch of other schools offered. He backed off that pledge. And and now LSU is his first official visit. He's somebody that if you talk about a position of need, it's offensive line. And James Craig has done a good job in this class so far um, getting Will Campbell and all these other guys on board. But uh, another five-star offensive tackle, that would just be an elite haul for LSU at a position of need. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take your take your approach that you have on Stewart here, and I think that I think that Banks is going to be a, a little bit of a tough pull. You already have Will Campbell, one of the one one of the nation's best out of Monroe Neville High School in Monroe, who everyone's penciling in as that left tackle uh, for LSU, and I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a little bit hard to land banks on top of Will Campbell. And I know some are going to say, look, you see schools all the time pull in five-star, uh, you know, five-star offense, multiple five-star offensive tackles or offensive guards, what have you, in a class. For me, I just look at, and once again, kind of looking at, looking at how you look at it, you know, from the, looking at it from the past, with the difficulty that LSU has had in getting – guys of his of his quality of his star status it's it's a little tough it's a little hard for me to to go into this official visit of thinking that uh okay lsu's got a good shot here i think lsu has a shot 
And I think LSU can can wow him. They can roll out that red carpet. They can knock his socks off on this visit. And I think that that can help them get into the uh, get into that position that they need to get into. But, you know, Crystal Ball right now has five predictions all on Texas A&M. And if I had to make one right now, I would probably uh, I, w- I would probably go with the Aggies myself. Yeah, I think that's uh, the safe bet, too. And it's a good thing, you know, kind of in a way that, you know, you have that take on Kelvin Banks because as people are probably turning us off on the podcast right now, we can catch them before they go. Uh, LSU's having Malik Agbo, uh, one of their top targets on the offensive line for a long time, hitting campus the next weekend in June. And he's all the way out of Washington. And I remember LSU going after quite a few West Coast guys last year on the offensive line. And because of COVID, they just couldn't get him over the finish line. I really feel like they would have landed one of them uh, if they would have been able to get him to Baton Rouge at some point. So Agbo has official visits lined up to Miami on June 4th, LSU on June 11th, and Oklahoma on June 18th. Right now, the Tigers have the early crystal ball pick in for him. He's a 6'6", 320-pounder. I think if there's an out-of-state offensive lineman that I feel the best about for LSU, I would have to say it's Malik Agbo. Yeah, and, and that's another reason that that's another reason that that I'm not as I'm not as gung ho about LSU's chances with Kelvin Banks because I think that I think that Malik Agba he's got a great relationship with a lot of with with several LSU commitments right now one notably Walker Howard and when you when you when you you see his his, his Twitter profile. Uh, kind of some of the chatter from some of the camps and some of the combines that have happened during the spring, you get the feeling that that LSU really has a legitimate chance here. Now, obviously, we've seen this happen so many times in the past with guys from that far out west. Jermaine Burton comes to mind. Rajon Davis in this latest class right here. We've seen LSU get bit by getting early commitments and then – when it when it really becomes a reality that you're going to travel from you know two thousand miles to go to school to be away from your parents and everything, that all of a sudden LSU ends up getting left at the altar. I'm not so sure uh, that that's gonna that that would happen with Agbo though, just because of the uh, because of the relationships that he has with so many recruits. Now, obviously, James Craig, if James Craig left to take another job, or there was some uncertainty over over this or that that we have seen with like Rajon Davis that came into play, even Jermaine Burton to an extent. That could change things, but I feel like I, I look at Agbo and I really feel like LSU has a uh, has a legitimate chance here—not only a legitimate chance, but a good chance of being able to uh, to impress him, impress his family, to where those relationships that he has with the recruits and with the coaching staff right now that could really push it over the edge. Yeah, I agree. And and Walker Howard's been recruiting him, like you said, and Will Campbell and all these guys. They've been kind of, I mean, honestly, touting him as the the last piece in a way to this offensive line class. Um, and I, I would assume they would go for another one, of course. Uh, you know, Emory Jones in state is a big one, and there's some other guys out there. But, you know, Malik Agbo has been on the radar for LSU for quite some time. And so we'll see. Again, can they build build enough momentum and get it, again, across the finish line? That's been the thing. You know, at times uh, with those West Coast guys and COVID really hurt them last year with it. 
but now they finally get their shot to shoot that shot and we'll see i mean he would be a major land he was playing a tight end for a seven on 17 so he's got a little athleticism to him and some good size already but he doesn't appear to be really fat which is a, a good thing when you're talking about offensive tackles or offensive linemen in general these days so an LSU lineman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There it is. I tried to. I tried to keep us moving. I tried to keep us moving, Sonny. Oh, dog! You can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> I put it on a plate. I put you it. On you a can't plate. throw that bait out there, man. <laughs> uh, I'm taking it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the linemen have been uh, eating plenty of that bait, I guess. Um. Anyway, they're taking uh, advantage. They're taking advantage of that buffet at the nutrition room. <laughs> yeah, the the shrimp po boys. They they uh that were used to convince them all to come back and, and back on track. We go on the Go Twenty Four Seven podcast. On that note, though, we are going to take a quick break from the Go Twenty Four Seven podcast. We will be right back and review two Sunshine State official visitors set to check out LSU. We'll do that on the other side of this break from the Go 24-7 podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome back to the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks for listening. A quick reminder to check out our $1 for your first month deal to try out Go 24-7. For just a buck, you can try out Go 24-7 for that first month to get access to all the VIP content you want. So we're back at it reviewing official visitors for LSU and two more to go here. Let's, let's end with two guys that are coming in for the June 18th weekend. And that, as of now, and I'm sure there's some guys that have official visits set, haven't announced it yet or whatever, whatever. but two guys out of the state of Florida, both on the rise on 24-7 sports and, and guys that we really like uh, here at 24-7, two four-star linebacker, or I should say one four-star linebacker and another four-star athlete and a newly minted four-star athlete. And let's start there with Chris Graves, who just dropped his top 10 schools and in- included LSU among his leaders, which is a good thing for the Tigers. Uh, and look, he's somebody that uh, probably plays corner at the next level, in my opinion. Uh, and that just goes to show you Corey Raymond's not done uh, with this position. But uh, Chris Graves out of Fort Myers, Florida, Bishop Vero, uh, a good program and and somebody that has the size to play that boundary position. Um, and actually, if you want a doppelganger for, her, for him, uh, he looks like Dwight McLaughlin, so uh, maybe that'll be enough to push him uh, over over the line for for LSU. But uh, he's coming to visit June eighteenth. Miami leads off with with an official visit, and then South Carolina at the end of June. He play he plays he runs track. He plays both ways, which you love. He wasn't overly dominant 
as a junior playing both ways, but you know, it's tough sometimes uh, to play both ways and, 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 you know, be able to produce it at a high level um, seems to have the speed to make it all happen uh, and, and really showed well in the seven on seven circuit this, this spring. Um, so he was just bumped up to a four-star prospect. He's non-top two, four, seven, um, you know, four-star, but still on the rise. Uh, this seems like a Corey Raymond special here. If they can pull him out of South Florida and he's, uh, like I said, one of two official visitors uh, to kick off that weekend. Yeah, and that'll coincide with uh, he'll come in on the last day of the uh, of the big camp in June too. So we should get to see him work out at least at, at least put some eyes on him to where you can uh, see how he how he passes the eye test. But I see some Malik Na- uh, some uh, excuse me some uh, Malik neighbors in him in. Uh, Chris Graves. And from the standpoint, he he's probably got a good inch, maybe yeah, probably a good inch on neighbors. Neighbors has about 15, 20 pounds on him. But as far as being a as far as putting up good numbers on the offensive side of the ball, good numbers on the defensive side of the ball, gives you a little bit of versatility. I'm with you. I, th- I think in a perfect world, you put him as a boundary corner. But I love the I, I love the fact of of having that versatility because I think when guys can play multiple positions, it really impacts uh, their their thinking when it they get to that point to where they start thinking about the transfer portal. You know, if you've got a guy that okay, well, corner, you know, corner, we're you know, corner, you've gotten passed up by you know, a couple of guys here, but hey, we can put you over at receiver right now. We need help right there, and I really like that with Chris Graves. I like that with Malik Neighbors. We saw that work out well with LSU in the past. Uh, Mo Claiborne's a guy who comes to mind. Some others. So I that to me that's the most appealing um, aspect of it when I look at when I look at Chris Graves is that versatility that he brings and that that mode of thinking that may may not hurt you as much when th- you know if things go sideways at one at a certain position. Yeah, and, and then you look at another South Florida prospect. Uh, and and one of the best linebackers in the country out of Dr. Phillips in Orlando. And he just transferred there this spring. Um, but Demario Tolan, 6'2", 205-pounder, coming to LSU on June 18th, uh, is leading off with the Miami unofficial visit on June 1st. Uh, Florida State, Michigan, Tennessee have all, also offered, uh, played both sides of the ball uh, at his previous school. So you like that at a linebacker, you know, what, what Patrick Queen did, what Devin White did, you know, all of that. Uh, his frame screams that he'll be up to 225 at some point. Um, and he was a qualifier in the 110-meter hurdles as a junior. So I'm interested to see what he ends up putting out there uh, in the track circuit as well. Um, honor student, son of two, veteran. So a really good, I mean, top to bottom, on and off the field prospect here uh, in Demario Tolan and somebody that LSU is turning up the heat for big time. They're going to have to battle Florida State, Miami, and some of these other programs. But uh, again, the first official visit that's set, LSU for him and Blake Baker's on him really hard. Yeah, Tolan, when you mentioned Patrick Queen, I think that's a, I think that's a great, uh, that's a, that's a great uh, comp right there because they are about the same. Tolan's probably got an inch or so on, on Queen, maybe two. But both around that, that 205, 210-pound range. And – there's not a there's not a lot of uh there's not a lot of linebackers 
that LSU has, in my opinion, that LSU has offered and that they have really targeted and zeroed and zeroed in on. And Louisiana, excuse me, when I look at Louisiana, that's that's an area too that you don't really just have that those guys that you just say okay this is a no brainer right here you got to go out and you got to go get this guy and so I, I do think that LSU is going to have to uh, you know tiptoe outside outside of Louisiana to find guys at that position and with only getting uh well I guess you got three if you count Xavier Carter at that spot, but with Buck Strong being a junior and only having two years of eligibility, you know, this is an area to where LSU probably needs to go out and probably needs to find, get three guys in this class. And with not having any in Louisiana that you've just circled as can't miss guys, as guys that you absolutely have to have that everyone's beating their, you know, beating down their doors right now with the questions of Jave Gilmore of what is he? Is he a linebacker? Is he a defensive end? You know, what position is he going to settle at? It makes you it makes it makes you look at these out of state linebackers uh, with a keener eye, and um, that's what uh, that's what I'm kind of looking at when you start seeing all of these out of state linebackers coming in. It's like okay, which ones which ones are the staff going to really zero in on? Because outside of a outside of a guy like Harold Perkins, I don't really I, I can't look at the linebackers that they've offered and say okay. This guy's at the top of the list. This guy, you know, these are their top three prospects right here at those positions. Do you have that feel? Do you have a feel for that right now? I'll touch on one guy and or I'll touch on two for you. One is Shamar James, and he's a four-star prospect out of Alabama who was just on campus actually with his seven-on-seven team. And we caught up with him uh, to kind of recap that. LSU's kind of fighting an uphill battle there. Alabama's got the 24-7 sports crystal ball lead. It's obviously tough to pull guys out of the state of Alabama when Bama wants them. Uh, we'll continue to track that one, but at least he checked out LSU, which, you know, hey, credit to him for being able to take that unofficial player-led visit um, before things kind of heated up. And another one uh, that I'll kind of spotlight at this point, I mean, Jacoby Stevens, I think he's a linebacker most likely at the next level. And, you know, we'll see what LSU does, uh, you know, with him as far as their their pitch and where he can play. He's obviously athletic enough to play a couple different spots on defense. But I just think with his size, he's got a chance to end up being at linebacker. So, you know, those are a couple of the, the guys that jump out to me. Um, you know, LSU has work to do with one of them. And I think uh, they sit in a good spot, at least with Jacoby Matthews entering the summer. And, and as he begins to take visits, we'll kind of see where his recruitment heads. But uh, those are kind of the two that jump out to me. And I think Blake Baker, too, is playing a little bit of catch up because, you know, the, there's no secret that uh, Bo Pelini didn't exactly recruit very hard. Um, but he's he's catching up on some evals. He's catching up on making on building relationships. I think another one, and I guess I give you three here, Jeremy Patton. Uh, who's out of the state of Texas. He's another two-way player, uh, is really starting to blow up uh, this spring. And 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 as he continues to get more film out there, I think you could see him uh, be somebody that LSU gets uh, an official visit from. Baylor and Oklahoma State right now have two locked in. Can LSU get him over uh, for an official visit? He's one that I'm high on, at least just with his profile, and even if he's kind of a sleeper and as far as recruiting rankings go. Um, so I think that's one where – I bet you we see a bunch of guys pop up for camps and Blake Baker gets a chance to work them out. 
see who he likes and and then really stack his board from there. How dare you talk about Bo Pelini not doing something at LSU Wild Bill? <laughs> I am I I am absolutely mesmerized by that statement. I mean, come on, man. The compiling the worst statistical defense in in, in LSU's hundred and twenty whatever year uh, program history is it doing something, man? You act like the dude's just sitting around playing golf all the time. You know he left a a, a stacked recruiting board for Blake Baker to just pick up on, man. Oh, I'm so tired of all the Bo Pelini hate. But seriously, I, <laughs> hey, I hear you. Gino still loves him. <laughs> I hear you on Baker playing a little catch-up. You know, it, one thing about it, though, is that Blake Baker, he he has a uh, – yeah, he's known as a good recruiter. And he has strong ties over in Texas. So, I, but I think that I think that once he is able to really get out on the road and go to start going to high schools again, generate that kind of buzz that uh, you know that that you get from kids and coaches seeing LSU guys walking to the high schools, roaming the halls. I think that's when he's going to make his biggest impact. But one thing that he uh you know one thing that i would i would bet money on is that he's going to discover assuming that things stay open and that, that you know things stay open in the fall we don't see any more lockdowns any more limitations and being that he's going to spend a lot of time in texas recruiting uh that's that state probably won't close down again with uh with the way it is right now and so I think that when the fall rolls around, that that's when you're going to start seeing maybe some other guys popping up on the board to where it won't be, uh, you know, it won't be as limited as I think it is right now, as far as just those, you know, those top tier guys that you look at and you say, okay, you know, LSG's got a great shot at this dude. And this dude's the baller. Yeah, I agree. And and that's where it's going to be an interesting recruiting cycle. You know, they haven't seen these guys in a while and, you know, there's certainly going to be, opportunities to evaluate them over the course of the summer and then into the fall and make sure you make the right call on who you want to recruit and we'll be tracking it all as it unfolds with the june dead uh, with the jet with the dead period ending in june and official visits starting so we wanted to take an early look at who's said official visits so far for you guys on the go 24 7 podcast feel free to leave us a rating leave us a review and follow the go 24 7 podcast wherever you catch your podcast for Sunny Ship, I'm Billy Embody. We'll catch you next time on the pod. And thanks for listening to this edition. What if I told you imaginary friends are real? This is just so exciting. Now, get ready for the movie event with the greatest cast you've ever imagined. Showtime. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Kaylee Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, George Clooney, Maya Rudolph, Bradley Cooper, Sebastian Maniscalco, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Aquafina, Keegan-Michael Key, and Steve Carell. I need to throw up or I need a snack. It's one of the two. Gross. If. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Written and directed by John Krasinski.